Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, Season 14, Episode 76. He's Dave Bryan. I'm Alex Kazora, SteelersDepot.com. Thanks for being back with us here this Monday, Steelers Nation. This was supposed to be the Monday episode recapping the Steelers-Bills Sunday 1 o'clock wildcard game. So we should be talking about the outcome, whether or not Pittsburgh is going to Baltimore, whether or not their season is over. And yet, here we are, Dave, still waiting the wildcard game was delayed right around Saturday at noon. It was announced by New York Governor Kathy Hochul. The game will get pushed back until Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time due to the blizzard-like conditions, that big winter storm going through the New York area. So today, Dave and I are just going to do a really short half-hour or so podcast to kind of recap all the things leading up to the game. And so for we'll probably do a podcast on Tuesday, and that can really dedicate solely to the actual game itself, as opposed to a half hour intro of everything from roster moves to delays, the schedules, all those kinds of things. So, Dave, how you doing? We are still waiting <laughs> for this playoff game. Yeah, uh, it's been a uh, wacky last couple of days uh, for sure. Uh, I think uh, one of the positive byproducts of it is we've got to sit around and watch the uh, the other games uh, transpire. But uh, uh, look, I mean, bu- busy day on tap, and I guess we're what about what six seven hours away from kickoff. Uh, right now between the Bills and the Steelers. So obviously looking forward to that. And what, seven years ago today uh, was the Steelers' last playoff uh, win. Man, that's it seems far away, but it's it, it, it doesn't. You know, I can still remember that game, you know, pr- pretty vividly against the Chiefs there. But uh, it has been, what, seven years ago today. It's been 18 years ago uh, to the to the day uh, that uh, the Steelers beat Beat the Colts on their mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the road with the immaculate tackle by Ben Roethlisberger. So I don't know where you want to start today uh, to bring the people back up on uh, up to speed on things. Yeah, let's start with the delay. You know, rescheduling information, and it's so funny you you mentioned that seven years ago since their last playoff win that that divisional game over the Chiefs, a game that was also rescheduled about seven hours later due to a ice storm, winter storm. That was the same day. Sunday to Sunday night, but um, maybe that's an omen for Pittsburgh today. So the news coming across Saturday at noon, like I mentioned, the game would be postponed. 
from Sunday 1 p.m. to Monday at 4.30 p.m. There was at some point questions whether or not the game would stay at Monday, whether or not the Winter Storm would push the game back to Tuesday, which would create a whole Pandora's box of things. But it was confirmed yesterday afternoon the game would not be moved again, and it would go on for 30 p.m. Eastern time. So your reaction to the game being postponed, were you shocked by that? Were you... Do you think it negatively hurts Pittsburgh because the weather won't be as intense? Your overall reaction to the news? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, I mean, I understand why it was moved from the safety aspect and be able to allow you know people to safely travel and have the right emergency personnel and you know all the things that go on with that. Of uh, uh, I'm not you know I don't consider this a soft situation by by the bills of the NFL or anything like that. Uh, I will say, though, I was looking forward to a windy, super snowy game. Uh, uh, but w- when you look at what actually the how the weather was transpiring uh, at at at, you know, the original kickoff time. Uh, on on Sunday <laughs> would have been some some game, uh, pretty much a whiteout, right? Uh, mm-hmm. in, in that aspect, so I don't know uh, if either team would have been able to do much of any. I mean, it would have been a, probably one hundred percent on the ground. But uh, I was looking forward to uh, the 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 game being played in more adverse conditions than what it might end up being played in uh, later this afternoon, if that makes sense. Now, you know, obviously, obviously it's going to, I think still be windy uh, uh, Monday, Monday afternoon. I think there's still going to be snow from, from what I understand, according to the forecast, but I, I was interested in seeing it being played in a little more adverse conditions. I'm not upset and throwing a tantrum that they moved because of safety uh, issues and all like that. So I think overall, if you want to ask my opinion, who this potentially uh, favors in the move more, I mean, I, I'm no meteorologist. I don't know exactly what the weather is going to be, but I would think that if the winds are lighter and it's not as snowy uh, overall, we'll see how that transpires. You know, the weather can obviously can 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 change in in an instance there, but I would think it favors the Bills a little bit here. I agree. And I think, you know, I got some pushback when I wrote about that right after the game was announced to be rescheduled. And I had the mindset that Pittsburgh's advantage had this game been played in a whiteout condition wasn't as large as some people thought because Buffalo can run the ball. They can play power football. They have shown that throughout the season and really committed to that down the stretch. It's a big reason why they won uh, their last five games, but the better the weather is, and it's not going to be great, you know, projections right now at, 10 a.m. Eastern time says, you know, 19 degrees, chance of snow, 16 mile an hour winds, probably going to gust up from there, but it's going to be better. And the more open this game becomes, the more it favors Buffalo. Now, Pittsburgh's model to win does not really change at all, and they can make plays, and it does not mean they can't win. I want to be clear about that, but it does take that advantage away and I think kind of wash it out, considering yesterday, as you said, would have been almost true whiteout conditions. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, what do you think about Rex Ryan's comments uh, yesterday about how, I, I guess, more of the mentality of you had these guys ready to go, ready to go, ready to go, and then it gets moved, and especially if it's on the road. Uh, what, what? And I believe you wrote that up too. So uh, mm-hmm. 
what do you, do you do you give that any credence about what Rex Ryan said? Not that we talk a lot about giving Rex Ryan credence <laughs> on on this podcast, but uh, I thought I mean he's been in those situations before. Has he? Has he been part of a rescheduled game? Or, or, I haven't or, checked that. But I mean, he's been a head coach that understands, right, right. you know, kind of how fragile schedules are, and we're creatures of routine. And when that routine gets changed, then that certainly can have an impact. So it's hard to say for sure. You can't quantify it. I understand Rex Ryan's point. I, I will say two things that I think would mitigate that is one, you know, uh, they didn't leave the airport, which was, you know, I think that decision to reschedule the game had to get made before Pittsburgh flew out for Buffalo right. as originally intended on Saturday. Had they been in the air and landed in Buffalo, had to spend an extra day in a hotel and figure out accommodations that I think would have had an actual tangible impact. So that was good, thankfully. And then, you know, I had the post going through the history of Pittsburgh's rescheduled games and postponed games and things like that. And Normally they've been, you know, well, I shouldn't say normally, but non-COVID reasons, they've been, you know, bumped back a couple hours. Just talk about the Chiefs divisional game that we referenced, the 2004 game against Miami, you know, Pittsburgh able to win those. But Pittsburgh is five and one since the merger in rescheduled games, the late games, whatever you want to call it. So they've shown a resiliency that I think is reflected through Mike Tomlin. So could there be an impact? Sure. But I think when you have a coach like Mike Tomlin is, that has been through everything and seen everything and gone through the COVID year, you're probably more battle tested and prepared to handle these things. And Mike Tomlin's ultimate phrase is, you know, have a plan, but be light on your feet. And so I think that kind of encapsulates the situation really well. And look, you, you still got to play the game, <laughs> you know, and, and, and once again, this is not, you know, this isn't uh, an un- unwinnable game by any, I mean, look, look what the Packers did. You know, uh, going in against the Cowboys, everybody thought for sure the Cowboys are going to win that game. I mean, that, that that's why you play the game. So uh, the Steelers will still have to uh, do, like you said, the things that they need needed need, need to do to win this game don't change. Right. And and if, if anything, if I could make one point to even counter Rex Ryan's thought even more. Buffalo could not hold their walkthrough yesterday. They had to stay at home. They had to have virtual meetings. They couldn't be at the facility because of the travel ban, because of the road conditions. They had to stay at home. Pittsburgh got to hold their walkthrough half of it on Saturday before they found out mid-practice the game was being rescheduled. And then they held their walkthrough Sunday before flying out to Buffalo. So they actually, it, it's a walkthrough. It's not you know dramatically going to give you a benefit, obviously. But those, those last kind of final detail, situational type stuff to work on, Pittsburgh, in some sense, making that advantage because Buffalo could not have that. And look, uh, this is um, Mike Tomlin still has the aspect of uh, us against the world. Uh, you know, when it comes to this game, a t- ten point spread for a playoff game—that's that's pretty huge. You know, so uh, uh, and you look across the landscape, especially the national media uh, and and their prediction. Hardly any. I think Ryan Clark has picked both teams to win. So uh, <laughs> I, I think he's on both sides of it there, but I think uh, uh, overall and, and not surprisingly because it, you know, because of the spread and all like that, uh, the bills are, 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 are largely uh, predicted to win this game. So, uh, you know, Mike Thomas still got that uh, aspect of it of uh, look, nobody's given us a chance in this game. Keyshawn Johnson said Pittsburgh's going to get boat raced. It'll be 35 nothing at some point. Now, is that just typical debate, embrace debate fodder? I don't know. I think that was even made before the weather uh, impacted the game and got it moved. So there's certainly been some in the media that think this one won't even be competitive. And in fairness, a couple of the playoff games so far have not been competitive. Thank goodness for the Lions-Rams uh, Lions game last night to make things 
interesting. But yeah, again, I don't think Pittsburgh's model changes at all. I, I think they do lose that sliver of advantage they would have had had you know the conditions been played in yesterday. And then also just to back up to reiterate your point, to be clear, the game was rescheduled not because of the field conditions, but because right. of the safety for play for for fans to get there, personnel to get there, um, you know, to be on the roads when you have emergency personnel, first responders who need the roads cleared out. And then, of course, there was a travel ban, which would have made it logistically hard to leave and get to the game, those kinds of things. So that is why the game was actually delayed. It was less about the actual field element. It was really just about the general public safety and some of the government you know rules and travel bans and those things in effect it's still going to be cold it's still probably going to snow and it's still probably going to be windy it's just probably not going to be as much uh in, in in a couple of the areas there exactly so um had, if you had to give a different score prediction i think you were what 17 14 pittsburgh we'll, we'll, I, we'll lock that in because i think it's locked in but if you if you had to do it over would you stick with your prediction dave yeah, I don't want to waffle on this. I mean, I, you know, my biggest fear is with it not being as windy. How much will that help uh, the Buffalo Bills passing game? You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, down the field a little bit there. But I mean, yeah, like I said, you know, the, the key factors here that 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 are would the Steelers need to do to win the game don't don't really change overall. And I wrote up in my keys, my five keys for the game. Uh, you know, they got to be able to run the football. They got to be able to run the football, I think, out of heavy personnel. Uh, they can't let Josh Allen take over this game with his feet. And that's not going to change with, with, with you know, the, the, the day change here, the weather change. Uh, they got to be able to stop uh, Cook on the ground and not let him or and really in the passing game because a lot of people don't realize he caught 40-something balls over, over the regular season. So you can't let that guy have, you know, 100-plus uh, total yards from scrimmage in the game. And, you know, you, you, you – you're going to have to have probably a key feed a few defensive plays in this game uh, on top of it. The Steelers can't get third and long situations, something that they've had trouble overcoming, even with Mason Rudolph in these last three games that they have won. Uh, I think that'll be a little bit more magnified if they're in third and seven uh, type situations overall there. So, uh, and, and then, you know, the, the, the Buffalo bills tight ends, you know, they're no slouches. And uh, I think that one, that's one aspect of it with the weather potentially being slightly, in, you know, not as windy. I think that's something to worry about. But the Steelers do get back, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, Demonte Casey. It'd be interesting to see how they work the personnel uh, related to that. So n- not a lot overall changes uh, uh, in this thing outside of, you know, once again, it maybe not being as windy, which wouldn't, you know, which, which, you know, the impact of the passing game might not be as bad for, for the bills. Right. I think that's going to be, that, that is going to be a clear difference compared to yesterday. Again, conditions are not going to be great. They're going to be something to deal with. There's still going to be a problem. The wind, especially, you know, in terms of field goals and punts and snapping and holding those types of things will, will be a challenge, but conditions will be, I think, remarkably better than they would have been had that game been played at Highmark Stadium on Sunday as scheduled one small quote unquote, maybe potential benefit, or at least one possibility is the extra day may give a team like Buffalo time to get some of their injured players, healthy cornerback, Russell Douglas linebacker, Tyrell Dodson. We don't know their statuses yet. Uh, we do know the team promoted Buffalo did 
uh, elevated two players, wide receiver Andy Isabella, that replaced Gabe Davis, who remains out with that knee injury. Also, veteran linebacker AJ Klein, which may be a sign Dotson will not play in this right. game. But I do think, you know, because Pittsburgh had really no coin flip questionable players, TJ Watt was out. He remains out. We knew the guys like Minka and Roberts say Molly were all going to play. Buffalo gains potentially a small edge by having an extra day to get somebody like uh, Douglas and maybe Dodson healthy. Yeah, but they're not going to have playoff Lenny, are they? No, yeah, they did not elevate Leonard Fournette, which kind of surprised me. I guess, you know, maybe that's the whole can only elevate two two players per week and they didn't want to make a, a true 53-man roster transaction, but I thought they were going to elevate playoff Lenny. Yeah, and... Uh... Look, I mean, that, and, and I don't want to take any away from the backup running back who was dealing with a concussion heading into this, uh, in, into this contest here. But this is all, this is the James Cook show for the most part now. And now you can really, I think, uh, focus on, 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 on one guy when it comes to that. And that's the guy that they're going to have to shut down in this game. And Josh Allen in especially short yardage and weighty 15 rushing touchdowns he has on the season, Josh Allen. Uh, what, second in the NFL? Or is that, what did I write? Is that tops or second in the NFL when it comes comes to uh, uh, rushing touchdowns in the NFL? And look, that guy's money on third and fourth down when it comes to short yardage situations. So if you get in third and one, fourth and one situations against him, you might as well move the chains, you know, when, when it comes to that. We've seen what he can do uh, uh, scrambling. So that that's a big component of this game, not only shutting down uh, the Bills running game with James Cook, but uh, uh, as I put my five keys, no joshing around on the ground. Uh, they, they can't let that, uh, can't let him take over the game and have 40, 50, 60 yards, uh, especially out of structure type situations. Right. Quarterback power, third and short, second and goal, those types of things. It's very much their personality. And again, that's one reason why I think Pittsburgh didn't hold as big of an advantage as perceived, um, you know, had this game been played in the blizzard because Buffalo, they got big guys up front. They love to pull their guards, their tackles, their dart scheme. And, and Allen's just a, a linebacker with a cannon for an arm that can make things challenging in, in a lot of obvious ways. For Pittsburgh, on their end, they elevated two players as expected, linebacker Miles Jack, safety Eric Rowe, their roles and snap counts are a bit unclear. Terrell lost in saying that Rowe will have some sort of defensive role. Jack will probably have a rotational role as well. But those players elevated reminder because there has been confusion about this. There are no restrictions or limitations for practice squad uh, players to be elevated during the postseason individually can still only do two per week. Uh, from the practice squad, but uh, there is no reset. There's just, you can elevate the entire way through the playoffs. Miles Jack could be elevated throughout the Super Bowl if he wanted to, if Pittsburgh advanced that far. So there are no restrictions there. Things kind of go away when it comes to the postseason. Uh, what, are, what were you surprised nothing uh, happened with Brad Wing? Yeah, it's, it's curious. I wonder, do you think that was just a, let's see how Harbin yeah. looks in practice this week or... I, I don't know what the rationale was, just an in-case kind of thing, just because it's playoffs and if Harvin pulled a hammy on right. Thursday, something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, he obviously wasn't on the injury report, talking about Harvin there. Uh, but, you know, if you hearken back to the COVID uh, years, didn't they make a, a point to have like a kicker and a punter? And a snapper, uh, I think. Maybe uh, uh, you know, uh, so maybe it's along those lines of just covering their own bases or or, 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 or something, or, or maybe it was a true competition uh, throughout the week. Maybe it was meant to uh, uh, provide 
pressure on Harvin throughout the week to see how he would react during practice. But long story short, Harvin is going to be your punter for this game. So yeah. that, that's, they, that, that's where we're at. And they need him. And, and challenging as it'll be, they need him to not be a reason about why this team potentially loses this game. Again, it's going to be tough, but he cannot be a liability the way it's kind of felt the last four to six weeks. I, I really think Harvin was decent to start the year. I know I'll get some pushback on that, but I think in terms of the directional punting, uh, you know, kind of red zone punting, quote unquote, the old school coffin corner. He was pretty good, but he really faded down the stretch. All right. The inactives that'll be released uh, later on today. I think the only real question is who the seventh one is. Is it going to be Elijah Riley? That would make uh, make 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 a lot of sense uh, with all the safeties they get back here uh, overall, even though Riley played like, what, what do we say, like 19, uh, 14, 19, 19. Uh, uh, special team snaps in that game against the, uh, the Ravens there. Uh, that's really the only mystery. And none of that's really changed, uh, even with, 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 with the game getting pushed back. Right, so we'll see about that. But the other names should be the usual suspects of Dylan Cook, DeMarvin Leal, uh, Mitch Trubisky as the emergency third quarterback, et cetera, all the names that have been out there in recent weeks. Uh, Dave, one other uh, news-related thing or reporting-related thing I want to talk about that I didn't want to delve too much into for the you know post-Bills game podcast is just on top of it all, I mean, Saturday – there was no game, but we had all the all the scheduling and rescheduling news. And then on top of that, Mike Florio reporting, and this kind of echoes what Jake Glazer had hinted at and what Adam Schefter more explicitly said in terms of what he's hearing. It was not a true report, to be clear, but Mike Florio saying that Mike Tomlin will, uh, after the Steelers season ends, whenever that may be, will take some time, consult with his family to decide and consider his future, basically saying, implying that Tomlin may decide to stop coaching. Not determined, Tomlin does not know, but he will take some time to sit back, reflect, huddle with his family, and decide what's best for him and for his family. So what is your interpretation of that report from Mike Florio? Yeah, it, it hasn't changed. I, you know, I think it is curious, we, and we talked about this, especially when you have a guy like Glazier, Glazier in, in, in involved with this because he is – you know, he has a relationship with Mike Tomlin. Uh, everything else feels like it might be, you know, uh, specu- speculative reporting or what have you. But look, I mean, he, he, here's the fact of the matter. Mike Tomlin's under contract for 2024, right? So, uh, and we have seen him getting get in situations before, right? Where where he's one year out. Uh, I... I go back to once again, Mike Tomlin's still very young. I it feels like he he really loves the entire process, everything related to this, uh, including getting into the offseason draft, pre-draft, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, anything can happen, uh, and obviously, if we if something does happen, we'll be able to go back and circle all these little mini reports r- related to him. But from where I sit right now. I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised if Mike Tomlin walks away. And once again, if, if that were to happen, I would think we would know it pretty quick here with the uh, Shrine Shrine game and the uh, Senior Bowl coming up, uh, especially the Senior Bowl, because Mike Tomlin makes, you know, is, is always front and center uh, for that. So uh, I'll be surprised if Mike Tomlin walks away. My expectation is that he'll be back in 2024, but I don't know. I mean, now Glazer has only ever said about kind of hinting at this is it'll be Tomlin's choice to come back. He never, that's all he said was just one 
pregame Fox Sports hit and just mentioned that, and, and, and he has not commented on it since, to my knowledge, at least not publicly. So uh, while he's young, Tomlin is, as you said, 51. He's been coaching for 17 years. And that right. takes a toll, I'm sure. And, and Tomlin understands the all-in nature and what you have to kind of sacrifice and give and dedicate. And, you know, Nick Saban cited that, you know, he Saban could have coached in 2024 if he wanted to, but could he be the best version of himself and offer his team what he needed? And Saban said, no, I don't think I could commit myself to that. And so I had to, to retire from that. Now, will Tomlin actually retire if that were to happen? It may be a somatical thing, maybe a Sean Payton thing. Those are all down the road type type of conversations. But um, we'll see. Some people have said, you know, this is a ploy to get an extension, to get more money, to really twist Art Rooney's arm. I don't know for sure. Obviously, I just can't see that. The yeah. Steelers want to give him an extension. There's no issue about do they want to or do they not want to. Tomlin is well compensated. I don't think you have to kind of go with this, this ploy to get an extension that you're already going to get if you want to come back. I, I agree. Okay, so that is the the stuff. I, I know that the second the Steelers season ends and probably that that day after or year-end press conference, every reporter in Pittsburgh right now has that question in their back pocket. No one's going to ask it right now to Mike Tomlin, are you going to come back next year because you're going to get you know mocked by Tomlin if you're in season, their playoff games to, to talk about. Tomlin's not going to answer that, but I know that question is coming. It's in the holster of every media member that when the season ends and Tomlin does his wrap-up presser, Somebody will ask, are you going to come back? And I really am curious to hear what Mike Tomlin's answer is going to be. Sure. All right. So that is the news there or the spec reporting, whatever you want to call it. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. All right, Dave, um, if Pittsburgh does beat Buffalo, we already know what their divisional round outlook will be. It'll play the Ravens at Baltimore next Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, the last game of divisional weekend. So makes sense to play on Sunday, given the, uh, short week they would have if they were the ultra short week they would have if they played on Saturday. Still going to be a short week. Baltimore with all the rest in the world and Pittsburgh six days to prepare. But that is a scenario if Pittsburgh wins Baltimore next Sunday evening. I would imagine that if they beat the Bills later today, that uh, we would have a press com- Mike Tomlin press conference on Tuesday, right? Yeah, I think so. Very very quick. It'll be a, a chaotic week, but a good problem to have if Pittsburgh is able to pull off the upset. All right, Dave, finally, just to wrap things up here, look at the wildcard or super wildcard weekend so far. Uh, a bunch of uh, non-competitive games in terms of Green Bay blowing out Dallas. You saw that one coming. Uh, Houston, you know, Joe Flacco turning back into a pumpkin. Clock strike striking 12, two pick sixes as Houston rolled them. Kansas City in the extreme cold taking care of Miami. And am I forgetting about a game here? I think I probably am at some point. But uh, the Lions Rams game was. Oh yeah, how uh, could was, you forget? Yeah, that was the best game of 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 the weekend so far here. Uh, look, <laughs> uh, Flacco, Flacco. Uh, I think that we talk about you know the potential of uh, Flacco having some uh, bad interceptions and all like that through you know since he uh, rejoined uh, the Browns that that reared his ugly head. Man, hat, hats off to what the uh, the Texans have done and Stroud and and obviously their head coach. Coach D'Amico Ryan's doing a fantastic job. Uh, uh, great situation for the Texans over there, not only moving forward in the playoffs, but uh, long-term there. Uh, the Dolphins just, you know, injuries on a defensive side of football, I think really caught up to them, along with having to play on the road in that in, in that freezing cold weather. Uh, the Packers, Jordan Love has just been on fire since they played the Steelers. He had like two interceptions in that game against the Steelers. Remember having those conversations about, Pickett or Jordan Love? Well, I think it's <laughs> I uh 
that 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 sounds so silly. All these weeks removed. Now the the correct answer uh, is, is obviously Jordan Love. He's got uh, thrown one interception and twenty one touchdowns mm. uh, since uh, since uh, 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 the Steelers beat the uh, Packers back. What was it back in in week ten? There. Uh, what a great game between the Rams and Lions. Congratulations to Detroit. It's been a long, long, long time since they won a playoff game. I think the best thing about that is man, it was some good quarterback play uh to watch in that game and you know uh it, it was a close game and came obviously down to the final couple of possessions there so uh, good for detroit it was fun to see a competitive game there and here's to hoping we have a competitive game uh later this hour or, or if it's not competitive it's uh to to the steelers advantage Right, right. Hoping for a big Steelers win or at least a close game and not not the blowout that does not work in Pittsburgh's favor. Yeah, super happy for the Lions and Dan Campbell. Uh, Well-learned in that city. Uh, probably celebrated heartily last night. Will Mike McCarthy get fired? And really, yeah, I think it, he it's will. It's a question of when, not if. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. I think it is. I think Jerry's had enough. Yeah, he, he was uh, he was big mad last night, and understandably so. One of the worst playoff losses, one of the worst losses Dallas has had in in quite some time. So, any other final thoughts here? Don't want to have this podcast go on for too long. Just wanted to kind of talk talk about this touch base with the game being a bit later today, more time for people to listen, and so we didn't have to do kind of a half hour recap and intro before finally diving into the game for our show next, which we'll probably do on Tuesday. Yeah, I obviously look forward to it, like everybody listening, and look forward to recapping it, hoping that we're uh, recapping this uh, uh, Steeders win here. And uh, regardless, uh, things are going to move real, real quick here over the next couple of days, regardless of the uh, 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 of, of the outcome. So uh, just super excited to see this game finally take place. Absolutely. So again, if Pittsburgh wins, they'll play next Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time at Baltimore for the third meeting this season between those two teams and the second in three weeks. If not, their season will end. I assume Tomlin will sometime pretty quickly have his year-end press conference and we'll recap things to get ready for the offseason. But we'll we'll hope for the former and if it's the latter, then we'll we'll uh, roll with that as well. So Dave, no reader most today. We're about a half hour. We can close things out and we'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, one of the quickest podcasts ever, I think. So uh, here we go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Steeders Depot. Follow Alex at Alex underscore Kazora. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show, theterriblepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do and want to donate to the cause, SteedersDepot.com. Hit the donate button. Also, if you like an ad-free version, of the site, SteedersDepot.com, uh, and hit that button. Obviously, we will be busy on the site all afternoon. We invite you to swing on by SteedersDepot.com, pre-game, post-game, well on probably into the uh, uh, morning, and then obviously on into uh, Tuesday as well, too. Alex and I will probably be back uh, Tuesday at some point uh, with, uh, with another episode of this. So uh, until then, as always, thanks for listening to the Terrible Podcast with Dave and Alex.